This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now the Premier League is back with all its passion, drive and controversy and great players, of course, and controversies, and there were plenty of all of these things in the first two weeks of the Premier League, and it's a pleasure now to welcome John Giles to talk about the first two weeks, uh, and particularly to talk uh, about some of the incidents. One very noticeable one was, of course, the clash between Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel on the touchline, the two coaches in the Chelsea versus Spurs game on Sunday. But we'll start. John, thanks very much for joining us. I want to start with Manchester United, John. They're a club you played for. You won the cup with Manchester United. You were there for seven or eight years. You played for the great Matt Busby. You played with Bobby Charlton and the great players of that time. It's not the first time, John, they've been in trouble, the kind of trouble they're in right now. And in fact, when you won the cup in 1963, beating Leicester, uh, Leicester had been favourites before the game, and you, your, your Manchester United team were in a relegation fight. So it's yeah. not unknown for United to be in trouble. Well, well, they, yeah, they were they were sort of trouble, Eamon. Not the not the trouble that we're in that they're in today. Yeah, it's different. I mean, the, yeah. the, that was a time like the the. Uh, the Busby Babes. Obviously, we had the the, 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 the dreadful accident in in 1958, and the team were getting back a bit. Now we had a bad season uh, by Manchester United standards, yeah. But went on to win the cup, and 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 then then picked on from there. I mean, at the moment, I mean, uh, looking at the match at the weekend, the Manchester United match, I, I've never seen a match like that. No, from never. Manchester United. Like they were reasonably bad in in in, in when I played, but nowhere near. Uh, no, they, 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 and we know they got relegated in 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 the in the, in the early seventies. Um, but the, the performance in the last two matches, and particularly at the weekend, uh, I've never seen it as bad yes. as it is now. No, and and there's no sign of of it getting better, John. There was talk last week of. Eric Ten Hag, the new coach, uh, signing Marco Aronautovic, who played for West Ham, played for Newcastle. He's been around. He's always been a troublemaker. Of course, he had gold signing for 15 million. That was leaked 
that's not happening now, but he may also be trying to sign uh, Rabiot, uh, who played in the French team that won the World Cup. He was in that squad, along with a couple of other villains, Pogba, for example. Uh, how they won the World Cup, we'll never know. But Rabiot has been at Juventus. He's been a P- he started at PSG. He's a, a, a difficult player himself. He's not a trier, John, I can tell you that. And he won't like the intensity of the Premier League. But they say Ten Hag wants to sign him. The first question that arises in my mind, John, is this guy's come from with a good reputation from Ajax, a great club in the Netherlands. Uh, he's won whatever's to be won there and done well in the Champions League. But the intensity of that game on Saturday against Brentford, I think it may have taken him by surprise because they weren't up for it. They weren't prepared for it and they couldn't, fa- they couldn't deal with it. No. He looks. He looks to be in shock, Simon. Yeah. You know, we had a warning the week before at home. Was it? Was it? Was it Brighton? Yeah, Brighton beat them. Yeah, beat them well. Yeah. You know, now, now you go to this particular situation. Uh, you know, obviously we don't know what's going on there, Eamon. But the, I mean, the signs. I think the sign of his situation with Ronaldo is very, very poor. Yeah. And, and weak, I would suggest. because Yeah, would you, uh, just to explain to anyone who doesn't know, Ronaldo, there's been talk about him coming and going and being in the team, not being in the team. But he, he, he was in the team. He was taken off. He left the ground before the game ended. Now, that's a no-no, isn't it, John? Oh, to- totally. I mean, you, you know... You, and then he you picked, and then that. he picked him to start on Saturday. And then he's back in the team. Yeah. You know, like, if you're talking about discipline in a club... And somebody does what Ronaldo does, well, then he's out. And Ronaldo has made it known publicly, I mean, that he wants to go. He yeah. doesn't want to be there. And, and, and he's still playing him. I mean, I think the, 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 the obvious thing would, uh, you know, yeah, you get rid of the troublemakers. And, and he has been a troublemaker, Ronaldo. As we know, Ronaldo's been a great player over the years, I mean. But what's happening at Manchester United, uh, he's a huge figure there. Yeah. And you can't do the things he's been doing. Uh, say I want to go and leave in the ground before me. He's obviously trying to get away. Well, what you have to do is say, right, off you go, kick him out yeah. and start from scratch for, as far as he is concerned. You, you, like all the players are there looking at what's going on, Eamon, and that's how you get morale. I mean, yes. when you talk about morale in the team, what is it? It's everybody being together, having to go for each other, the manager being in charge of the situation. Well, you know, morale helps you win matches. Obviously, you know, we see the great teams over the years. So how could the morale be right at Manchester United if you got the, the Ronaldo situation on its own, never mind anything else? Yeah, I mean, the key to morale, John, is everyone is treated the same. Yes. Every, everyone, you respect the people you're working with and you show respect to each other, and that's a, a two-way street. And Ronaldo clearly didn't show respect. And you, you've no. got to, yeah. No, it's, that's not behind the scenes, I mean, we know that. We know, we know there's some things that go wrong in the club and you say, I wonder what it is. You know, this, this is a situation that we know publicly what has happened with Ronaldo. And we don't know what else is happening behind the scenes, but we know that. And that's, that's bad enough to, to, to be in trouble. And looking at him at the weekend at the manager, I thought he was lost, Eamon. Yeah. You know, I thought he was looking around him as if to say, what, what's going on here? And he's responsible for what's going on. Yeah, so well, it's let, very, let, very, very difficult. 
let's just take one instance. People are now questioning uh, David De Gea, the goalkeeper, because he's yeah. no good with the ball at his feet. He's not up to, uh, say, Allison at Liverpool and, and others. And the second goal, the first goal, he made a mistake, yeah. uh, which every keeper makes now and again. The second goal was uh, playing out from the back, um, yeah. a short pass. Now, John, I looked at that before there was any goal scored. There was no way. Brentford were prepared. They had their men in position. There was no way you should even attempt to play out from there. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I, I agree entirely with it, David. I, 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 I'm totally against playing out from the back. Anyway, mm. to yeah. be honest, yeah. and I've seen some people uh, uh, judging uh, De Gea by not being able to play out from the back. Yeah, he's a goalkeeper. He saves goals, Eamon. That's what goalkeepers are there for. And I think playing out from the back, you shouldn't be. No goalkeeper should be asked to play out from the back. No, I, obviously there are there are occasions where he can play out from the back and it's safe. But to be judged on playing out from the back is total nonsense. Well, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be judged. You shouldn't be asked to do that in the first place. And I think generally speaking, playing out from the back is not right. Most of the time, in my opinion. It's not right playing back. It's not safe playing out from the back. It's not the right thing to do, like playing out from the six-yard line. Yeah. That's what I think. But if you have a goalkeeper, if I'm buying a goalkeeper and I want a goalkeeper, I want a goalkeeper that saves saves goals. Yeah. Not playing out from the back. Right. I think now, it's ridiculous. It, it, for, for many people in the, who, who regard themselves as modernists uh, and people who are looking at the game as it is today, believe you're wrong. They think, uh, and I don't agree with them. I agree with you. I and I was talking to Liam. We were, talk, we were talking to Liam earlier on, and I quoted Ancelotti and Real Madrid last season. I watched them a few times, uh, and then we saw them in the Champions League. Of course, Ancelotti, one of the greatest coaches in the game ever, uh, and not play, playing out from the back uh, now and again. But when when the keeper had to put his foot under the ball. And play a long ball, he played a long ball. But the argument is now, and I saw it on television being discussed last night before the Liverpool game, that if a keeper can't acquit himself reasonably well with the ball at his feet, he's toast. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, Eamon. You know, I'm giving you my opinion. Yep. I think I think it's wrong. I think it's dangerous. I don't think there's any need for it. Of course, you can play out from uh, or so go keep and get the ball, it, and they the, the, the break up an attack, and the fullback makes a break out of writing its own. Now, there's no problem with that. I'm not saying to kick the ball all the yeah. time, but if it's on, I mean, and sometimes, obviously, if somebody's on the edge of the box, a centre half for some reason, on, yeah, give it to him then. But, but I've seen balls being played out where it's dangerous. I mean, yeah, well, there's a, a good, good example you- for the second goal, the second Brentford goal. Uh, was a classic example. All the United defenders were marked, and they were all standing around their own 18-yard box. Yeah, it, 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 it can happen. I mean, there are times the goalkeeper, you can, there's somebody on the edge of the box, the way the game goes, and he's on his own. Yeah, give it to him, turn on it, and away you go. We're playing it out. I mean, in, in, in uh, De Gea's place, I don't think it was ever on no. To give the ball to Ericsson. No. Even from goalkeepers who, who are good kickers or good passes the ball, 
it wasn't on. The fellow was right behind him, Eamon. You know, yeah. yes, no, absolutely. It, it was just you don't yeah. do that. No, you keep away from danger. Yeah, and get it out. And there's not no harm now and again. I think it's overdone. Actually, playing out from the back. And I saw a match a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Everton played, and and there was two long kicks out, and and there was goals scored from it. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying goals are going to be scored all the time from kick out, but it can happen. But why, why put yourself in danger at, at the edge of the box playing out from the six yard line? I'm, I'm against that in principle. Never mind the highest situation yes. who's not good at it. If I was signing a goalkeeper, I mean, I'd sign a goalkeeper to, to, on, on, on what he could do saving goals. Yes. Let not me, his distribution. No. Let me move on to the rest of the Manchester United yeah. um, story, John. They don't have the players, do they? I mean, when you look through no. the team, Manchester United are expected to play at a certain level. You know, I'm looking at a league table in front of me here, and Manchester United are bottom of yeah. the Premier League. But even if they had a top-class coach, you do need the players. And Ten Hag has indicated in the last 10 days, we need players. He said it publicly. So clearly, there are players that he feels he needs, wants, and the Glazers won't give him the money or whoever is calling the shots there. Well, that's what it's. That's what it looks like. And, yeah. You know, from the outside, yeah. that's what it looks like. But if you look at the group of players that he has, and all you can do is make the most of what you've got. Yeah. And that's not the case. No. You know, I mean, you play. They played Brentford the other day. Yeah. Right now, Brentford are a well-organized team. Good manager doing what they're doing. But are many of the Brentford players would get in the Manchester United team, or get get to Manchester United. Yeah. In other words, you can only judge a manager on what he has, and certainly he doesn't have a great deal of, uh, deal of players, that's yeah. for sure. But they're not, they shouldn't be that bad, Damon. Yeah. You know, you sh they shouldn't be beaten by Brentford 4 0, and 4 0 down after 20 minutes, and also beaten the week before at, uh, uh, at home to or, Brighton, yeah. Brighton. Yeah. You know, like that, that shouldn't be happening. Okay, they're not the Manchester United that they were, but if you look at the, 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 the group of players that he has, they're not perfect by any means, but they're better than they're, they're showing. Right. That's that's all you can judge on. I mean, this is a manager coming in, a new manager. Well, you don't expect him to be winning the league, but you expect him to be beating Brighton yep. and Brentford. That's what you expect, and that's not happening. So there has to be a reason for that as well. Okay, he might not be getting the players, and I, I suspect the same as yourself. He's not getting quite the quite the players that he wants, but he has enough players to be beating the teams are shown heart and, 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 and effort in everything yeah. that we don't see from them at the moment. No. It's particularly bad, Damon, you know? So we don't know what's going to happen, but he looks shocked to me when I've seen him <laughs> on the telly afterwards. As if, what's going on here? He doesn't know himself what's going on. Well, looks I, of him. I think the intensity, John, of the Premier League, even, and Brentford exemplify it really, is a shock uh, to... Uh, people who come from, particularly the way they play the game in, in the Netherlands, the sheer physical intensity of, of Brentford would be a shock uh, to anybody. The other big issue, John, is will players, and this is key, and again it goes back to your time in the club, will players want to come to play for Manchester United? Say, ha Haaland, who went to Manchester City, no way he was ever going to uh, Manchester United no way he was going on. He wanted to go to Manchester City where the money was, where Pep Guardiola was, mm. and where uh, he's going to be playing with 
that the best players in Europe, among the best players in Europe, that's where they want to go. And when you get to that stage, as you know, you're in real trouble, aren't you? Because even oh, yeah, it, you it, can't it, be there's definitely, Yeah, there's definitely uh, the, the, the incentive to go to clubs that are winning, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But if you're, uh, I mean, the only way you can get those players is to show what you have at the moment yes. is improvement and on the right track. Yeah. Now, we're not seeing that at the moment. We're seeing the opposite of Manchester United at the moment. That's the problem, you know. Uh, and it, I'd say if they start picking up and, and be better than they actually are, then you're more inclined to get the players that you want coming into the club. Yeah. But that's not that's not happening, you know. I mean, no. if you you go back over 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 the years to uh, you know any of the big clubs, I mean, they had to start from scratch. Shankly went to Liverpool when we were in the second division. Yes, you know, Alex Ferguson went to Manchester United when they were they weren't in good 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 condition and didn't win anything you know? for four years. No, exactly. But he, but he was improving all the time, especially all after the, time. the first yes. year or two. Yeah, it, it, it shows. Well, there's a bit of spirit there, and and you, you, basics are, are right. And then you get the better players coming in. But what's happening at the end is, is disaster time. Yeah. They, they put any player off him. And if you watch the last two matches with Manchester United, we put any player off wanting to go to Manchester United. So that's got to improve. I, I don't know how he's going to do it. He looks in shock to me. Uh, uh, is he going to get the players in that, the, that, he, that he wants? You know, there's been... I mean, this hasn't happened overnight with Manchester United. No, this has been I, going on for a good few, good few years, Eamon. I just want to ask you one, before we move on and talk about the rest of the, of the games and, and the teams uh, and the league, one thing struck me when I was thinking about this over the weekend, John. The whole Pogba debacle at Manchester United damaged the club severely. He was allowed to strut around the place. He was on more money than anyone else. He was allowed to run his contract down and he walked. But that yeah. whole three-year spell where this guy was able to, if you like, trample on the jersey of one of the greatest clubs in the world mm. uh, can't have done Manchester United's reputation any good at all. No. Well, they brought down the reputation themselves, I mean. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they employed Solskjaer Right for for his for his hand. Now they knew Solskjaer was never going to be a manager like Conte. Would be demanding yeah. what he wanted to do with the club. Yeah. And if you look at the 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 the, the, the people they brought in, the players they brought in over there, there's some of them still there, Eamon. They were total failures, and obviously weren't Solskjaer's choice. Yeah. So they, they they were, in my opinion, they were without a manager. They were without a man, a proper manager for four years. Yeah. And that's catching up on them now. Right. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively, but not all automation solutions are created equally. 
AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability. Because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, let's move on, John, to talk about Manchester City. They are the champions, defending champions. They've got Erling Haaland. They've won their first two games. And they look now the real deal, don't they? And this fella Haaland, has, has he, how much has he impressed you, John? He didn't get many kicks at the ball. I think he only touched the ball five times, uh, at the yeah. weekend. But then they were playing Bournemouth and he was doing other things, uh, which was creating space. But in his first game at West Ham, he really looked, he really looked the business. Yeah, he, well, he scored the two goals, Eamon, and yeah. he made a penalty for himself. He took the goals exceptionally well. He didn't score at the weekend, funny enough. Uh, now, funny enough, the, 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 the West Ham match, Eamon, I didn't. I didn't think City were all that good. Right. You know yeah. they had eight hundred and six hundred and eighty-four passes to uh, two hundred yeah. by, but that wasn't a plus in my opinion. Yeah. That was a minus. Yeah. There was a lot of good play, particularly getting the ball out to Grealish. I don't remember Grealish in the match or Foden on the yeah. other side of the pitch in good position. They pulled an out of him and finished up back at the halfway line. So yep. there, there were lots of passes in him. But I think if you're making 600 and something passes, you should be scoring more goals. Yeah. You know, and now I, I didn't see them play. I only saw the highlights on Saturday. And obviously they weren't doing that because they were scoring the goals. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, and, and, and Grealish didn't play. But in, in West, against West Ham, I think West Ham will come back a bit, by the way. That's, Damn, well, that's, yeah. that's by the way. But in this case, there was lots of passes, lots of passes out to the wingers, start again, back, finishing back in their own. And I thought, watching, if they're playing against better teams, and it was Haaland that changed the game for them on yes. the day, on, on his own. Yeah, now, I didn't really see it all the game on, 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 at the weekend. And they, they, they won well and they scored more goals in the June. <clears throat> so I don't know if... And like in my take on football, I mean, if you have wingers like they had, the idea of the midfield players get us to wingers. When they get the ball, they're going to take the fullbacks on. Hopefully, beat them, get to the end line, or do whatever they need to do to score goals. That wasn't happening. And I'm watching the West Ham match. I thought if they're playing against better opposition, right, it won't be good. Okay, well we'll see. You as, know, as the we'll season. see that as we go along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the the the, the uh, the Saturday they were okay. They played played against Bournemouth and they won well. Yeah. But I think if they're playing against better teams, 
then they'll have to if they're doing what they're what they what they should be doing, getting out the way, and then really making progress from there, or trying to make progress from there. That's what they'll have to do. Now, obviously, against West Ham, they didn't do that. I thought that was a minus, despite the fact that they won. Uh, but they, they obviously did it uh, at the at the weekend. Okay, let me ask you about one of the better teams that they will be playing against Liverpool. John, we watched them last night. We talked during the match, and the first thing I want to talk to you about is Palace's goal. Uh, Wilfred Zaha scored a goal. Ezzy, the left-sided uh, midfield player who was out for most of the last season with injury, gave him a beautiful pass. High line again. Uh, Van Dijk stepping forward and instead of, instead of my opinion, instead of taking three steps back, he stepped forward. This is, this is, every time I watch Liverpool play, John, there are at least three or four incidents usually on that side of the pitch, where the opposition get in, whether the opposition is Bournemouth or whoever it is, they get in. Now, Alisson makes a lot of saves, but yeah. there's a big hole there to be exploited. It's not solely Trent, Alexander-Arnold, John. It's the attitude uh, that we can get out of this by playing the other team offside. Yeah, well, it's obviously it's 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 that's come from the management and the coach. Take last night's goal for example. Yeah, I think they should have dropped back. I think Van Dijk should have read it and dropped deeper and to get three or four yards behind the other defender. But no, he's running out. They're both running out. If the pass is well timed, you're dead. That's the chance they take, Eamon. I and I don't agree with it. I totally disagree with it. But first of all, I haven't seen it. I'd like to watch it again. I'd like to know, first of all, where was Alexander when the move was on? He certainly wasn't in the right-back position. And, and, and a lot of times, he's, he, he's not in the right-back position. Yeah. But the two centre-backs, in my opinion, if they weren't encouraged to do it <clears throat> and told to do it over a few years now, yeah. right, the centre half, the centre back was there. The ball was obviously going to be played out to Saha. Yeah. Right now, if, if Van Dyke hasn't been encouraged to step forward, Eamon. Yeah. Right. I think his natural inclination would be to follow the ball. Right. So he'd be he'd be taken. In other words, there'd be two Liverpool players on Saha. Yeah. In other words, the, the first fellow let him go. And, and, and Van Dyke, who could have gone after the ball, because no, I guess Saha was on his own. Oh, totally. Yeah, so there could have been two Liverpool, Liverpool players onto him. But once you go a high line and slap forward, yeah. then once he's not offside, you're yeah. a dead duck. But would you agree with me that when you look back on all Liverpool's games, and yeah. that invariably there are two or three occasions in a game, no matter who yeah. they're playing, even if yeah. it's a, that teams get in at them in that position. And yeah. obviously, guys miss, they panic. I mean, Sahas, he did brilliantly. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. goal, it was a great goal. And, and mm. no, nothing should be taken away from Saha. Uh, mm. He had a long mm. time to think about it. Mm. You know, he had a lot mm. of ground to cover. He kept his composure and he hit the far post and went in. And if it wasn't yeah. going to hit the far post, Allison was in the right position to save it. So it was a great goal yeah. and, f and fair play to 
to uh, Wilfred Zaha for, for scoring it. The other yeah. issue I want to ask you about is Nunes and his sending off and his performance in general, John. I, I, I hadn't seen him uh, against Fulham. You saw him and you told me you were hugely yeah. impressed by him. And we talked to Liam earlier. Liam said he was hugely impressed by him against Fulham. I wasn't impressed by him last night, John. I thought he had a couple of real chances in the first half, one of which he should have buried with his head and he sort of backed out of it. But that's it, it, I don't want to be overcritical. But the indiscipline and the headbutting, which he was totally responsible for, I didn't think the defender, Anderson, uh, had done no. anything wrong at all. What did you make of that? And what did well, you make of his performance last night? Well, his performance overall was poor, Eamon. And the lack of discipline uh, was, was incredible because uh, Liverpool don't, are usually a very, very well-disciplined team. Yeah. And it did go to, to Klopp on the touchline when it happened. And you could tell he was absolutely disgusted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't think that'll be happening again. Or if it does, I'd say this lad will be in big trouble. Yeah. But he didn't have a good night. No. Now, I saw him against Fulham, and, and he, he came on the sub, um, and I think he scored, and he made the goal. He looked very, very good. A big fella. Looked like he had good control, good finishing, good header. Yeah. So I think he had... A bad day yesterday. Yeah. Now he wasn't the only one. I mean, he didn't get he didn't get that much supply to have chances. No. Liverpool didn't play well, uh, really well. Yes, not as well as they can play. Um, but I, I think he'll be a winner, Emma. From what I've seen of him in the Fulham match, I think he'll be a winner. But was but his discipline, his discipline, he'll have to. He'll, 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 it was very very bad. I mean, he's just yeah. a very bad. Yes, yeah, but. I mean, Liam said the same as you. He thinks he will be the real deal, mm. uh, and he looked the real deal against Fulham. Uh, but we'll yeah. see about that. Now, the other thing I want to yeah. ask you about, John, is Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte and the stuff at Stamford Bridge on Sunday when Spurs uh, really got away with uh, a 2-2 draw um, mm. that uh, they probably... Uh, well, they were extremely lucky to get away with a 2-2 draw, given the overall game and the extent to which Chelsea dominated. Dominated midfield more than anywhere, John, didn't they? Uh, Chelsea were, yeah, Chelsea yeah. were excellent. They were, yeah. Chelsea were excellent. But Spurs were excellent in their own way, Eamon. Yeah. In terms of, this was, this is, a, this is Spurs at a time before Conte came in, Eamon, I think they would have been beaten 6 0. Yes, yes. But yes. they didn't. Yes. They stuck at it. They stuck at it. They, they, they got away with it a bit. They was a bit lucky. But they stuck at it. You know, they didn't. They, there was no, there was no, well, we're beaten and we'll have to pack it in. There was none of that. And that's what Conte has brought to the club. And that's why, where you do get the results that, you, that they got the other yes. day. Chelsea were by far the better team over the 90 minutes. Yes. But they stuck at it, Eamon, right to the like, six yeah. minutes or nearly six minutes into injury time. Yep. They never gave up on it, never seen any of the players give up on it. They kept at it, at it, at it. And uh, they, that, that's that's what good managers do. Uh, when, when he went into the, that club, or before he went into the club last year, Conte, they would have been they would have been five to six nil down. Yeah. And in a way, John, opinion. that takes us back to the Manchester United story, which is... Exactly. Which exactly. is that in the middle of last season, yeah, when they were talking about a new coach, he let it be known that he was up for it, but they let it be known that what they felt, and what they felt was Conte's type of football was not uh, suitable for Manchester United. 
which is yeah. incredible, really. Uh, when you think of what they now have, uh, yeah. uh, and um, the length of time they indulged Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for three, four seasons, that they wouldn't take uh, Conte into the club, probably yeah. because he'd be too demanding in terms of uh, signings and who ha- who was staying, who was yeah. going, and all of that stuff. Well, he's a real manager, I mean. I yeah. think what they said at the time was he doesn't, he wouldn't suit the type of players we have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is, this is, talk about Ashways. Yeah. You know, he goes in and sees what he's got and gets rid of what, 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 what he doesn't yeah. want and gets yeah. the ones in that he does want. So they're going to be his players. Yeah. And, and maybe influence what the, the, the players that they had there. That, that didn't that didn't you wouldn't yes. think would be influenced by a new manager. Yeah, that's what he's got. And I suppose he's allowed to do what he's done. I mean, he hasn't spent an awful lot of money. He's, he's, I think he's he's been terrific. And Manchester United slipped up badly because they, they didn't want somebody like him. Right. But anyway, but but the match on, on the weekend, I thought it was a good game. I thought that Chelsea were were, were excellent. Uh, but but again, they hung in there. Uh, sports right to the end. They hung yeah. in there. And got away with it. Got away with a draw. Which, which, if if Solskjaer had been managing Spurs on Saturday, Eamon, they'd have been beat about eight 0 Okay. Now, uh, the the row between the coaches. First of all, let me say I thought, and I was talking to Liam. Liam backed the draw. So did I actually. I thought the goal should have been disallowed. Uh, Hoiberg's uh, Spurs first goal. I did think Richarlison was in the eye line of the goalkeeper. I don't understand how it was allowed to stand, but it was. I think yeah. Anthony Taylor, the referee on the day, is the best referee in the Premier League consistently. He makes brave decisions. He nearly gets, he, 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 all referees make mistakes. He, he makes yeah. fewer than most. However, Tuchel now says, and Chelsea, that they don't want him to referee any more of their games. And I know you have strong feelings, John, about Thomas uh, Tuchel and all that nonsense that happened between uh, him and Conte, which ended, culminated with both of them getting red cards and they'll be missing from the touchline for quite mm. some time. Mm. Well, first of all, I think I think that the referees, Damon, have been, been instructed to ease up yep. on, on disallowing goals. Right. They're letting a lot happen this year that they didn't let happen last year. Yeah, I agree. Right. And tackling and fouling and that sort of stuff. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they're also so, letting stuff go. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. because I think what's happened over the last few years is there's less goals being scored, right, because yeah. of some decisions of referee. And I think they've been told, loosen up on it. Right. That's right. I think that's what it, because they're making decisions this season uh, that they haven't been making before, and I think that might have been one of them. Okay. Right now, I think any manager is entitled to complain about when it happens, Evan. Yeah. But it, it happens every week in some some in Tuchel's favour. Yeah. Now, I've been a big fan of Tuchel's, but I, I was to be, to be honest, I was a little bit disgusted with him at the at the weekend. Yeah. I thought his team played extremely well, uh, but. I, th- I think his 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 performance and his his actions on the touchline were very 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 poor. You mean when when they, last <laughs> when uh, the when the scoreboard looked like a winner a winning goal when he went and raced up the touchline and yeah. did a, a did a Mourinho? <laughs> yeah, well, there's no need for that, and he's, he's flying past 
can't they? Yes, yeah. At that particular way. You yeah. know, I think, I know managers are definitely, it's, a, it's, it's, they're bound to get excited, I mean. That's, you can understand that, they could be jumping up, but there's certain things you don't do. Right. You don't go running up the touchline and past the, the, the opposite manager and complain. If you go back over time with, with, with Chelsea, they'd have had incidents and, and decisions with VAR, Eamon, yep. that were in their favour. Yep. And it's the same every week. Managers complain about VAR, when it goes against them, when it goes yep. for them, they never say a dicky board. Yep. But I thought his, his action, the last action in, in, in the game uh, was very bad. When he was shaking hands with uh, Conte and he held on to his hand. Yes, Eamon. right. That's just total rubbish. Yeah. And of course he's disappointed because he's gone in the last minute. That, yep. that, 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 that went against him. Well, look, look at the days it goes for him. Absolutely. When, well, he, when he's gone in the last minute. So you have to take it as, as it comes. You have to say, okay, it wasn't the day. But I thought his attitude and his approach, uh, I was, I, I've been a fan of his. You have been, yeah. I think he's done a great job at Chelsea, but I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of his on, on, on the weekend. And it's not like you, to, it's not like you to turn on someone. Uh, the other thing, of course, that rises there is, uh, and Chelsea have been vocal about this, that they don't want Anthony Taylor, who I think is a very good referee, to be put in charge of any of their games in the future. That's not a tolerable situation at all. And it's unfair to this referee. I think this particular referee shows courage. And what's happened to him in, in this game gives you an idea why so many of the referees don't show courage. Because if you do yeah. show, cur- so yeah, but you show have, courage... Yeah, and you have to- it's very difficult as a manager when your things go against you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is, because it's, it's an emotional game or you're very, very highly strung and all that. But it, it, the, the next week it goes for you. You were never, you know, highly, you were never highly strong, Chief. When you were a manager, <laughs> you were deadpan. <laughs> no, well, I'll tell you why, why, why you have to be deadpan, Eamon. And, yeah. and, and you see it now, and this is something that's, that's slightly different. When a goal is scored, yeah. Right. I always felt as a player, when a goal was scored, the first thing you do is concentrate on the kickoff. Yes. Do your bit of celebrations. Yeah. I've seen because you're not your most vulnerable, Eamon. You yes. see, many, many times have seen, and and, and, well, and your yeah. listeners will, will know, yeah. goals. As soon as you, you go score a goal, and the, the opposition score from the kickoff. Yeah. I've seen it loads and loads of times, Amit, and that's usually because everybody gets carried away when you score a goal. Yes. It's exciting. But I always took as a player and as a manager, as soon as you score, get your head in order. Yes, and be alert. Be alert from the song, because they always used to say, well, one of the most vulnerable times is when you've just scored. But you have to say, why? Because everybody's gone mad, Amit. And the two forwards, you know, well, they do it they're different now, they're passing the ball backwards, right? You used to let the ball go past them, you know. Yeah. I've played the matches where they have goals scored against us and played the matches where they scored. And everybody switched off because they're so excited. You can't be thinking about two things. But right. what you should be thinking about is defending the goal. Just a final question, John. Um, I know our Leeds fans will want me to ask you um, about uh, where they are. Uh, they kind of gave up a two-goal lead at the weekend against Southampton, and I know you're not mad about the new coach. Uh, where are they, John? I, I think I think they will concede a lot of goals, Eamon. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to score a lot of goals. Right. Because it's, I still think he has the, 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 the previous manager's attitude about going, 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 which yeah. is fine. But the, the goals they conceded, uh, I think Harrison... 
the left winger was the one nearest the player that scored at that time. Yes. So I think they'd be still go, go, go. Uh, but they're going to have to score quite a lot of goals, Mike. I think they'll concede a lot of goals, Eamon. Okay, John. Well, we're grateful as always uh, to you for uh, joining us. Uh, on the stand, just I said to Liam <laughs> earlier that I didn't like to say it particularly because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I thought I think Manchester City are, are going to take an awful lot of stopping this year with the addition of Haaland uh, in particular. And Liam said I shouldn't be nailing my colours to the mast so early. Uh, yeah, well, I, well, I, I put the same. I, I didn't talk about Liverpool. I just yeah. like to say about Liverpool, Amy. Yeah. The, 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 the midfield, they've got Fabinho, Milner, Henderson, uh, Thiago, and Keita. Yes. And, 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 and the only one, and, and some of them are getting a bit older now, but the only one that's sort of a general in the middle of the field is Thiago. Yep. I, I, thought I, don't, Fab- think, I don't think he's great out of Damon. Do you know no, what I mean? I don't. I thought Fabinho was very, very poor last night, John. Oh, I mean, he, well, he really yeah. didn't put a shift in. He didn't t- get close. He didn't put pressure on the ball. He didn't. He wasn't particularly alert with the ball. I thought he played very poorly, John. Well, I, I, I'm not a fan of his aim, and what I think is, he always looks to me as if he's worried about his stats. Yeah, you know, okay. he passes the ball A to B, A to B. But he, I never see him putting somebody through. I never see him beating anybody. And I, and I know they, they talk about the hold the midfield player now, but there's a lot of times you can get on the ball, you can play a one-two around the middle of the field, or, 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 or be the general in the in, in 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 the middle of the field. I mean, they, 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 what they, what they need really, I mean, I think now, and they're, they're terrific players. I wouldn't be writing them off by any means. If they had a Graham Souness, for example, somebody yeah. in the middle of the field that, that controls it and controls the players around them. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't, but. I, I mean, it was. It wasn't a good night for them. They've had a few injuries. It's a long season, Eamon, uh, and I, I wouldn't. It's too wouldn't early be... to be nailing colours to masts. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Just a final, definitely. final point. This young fella, Elliot, who is only eighteen, he's got a very bad injury last year when he was actually in the team. I, I, I love him. I think he's a really promising young player. I don't know if he yeah. caught your eye. No, he didn't. I've seen him before, Raymond. Yeah, now, he, he is a proper midfield player, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. You know, he'll take the people on. He'll be dangerous from the middle field. He makes yes. the passes. He's only a kid. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I think I, I think he has that. Do you know what I mean? I do. But yeah. he's, he's a bit young. He's a bit young now to be able to yes, of course. do what's needed to be done in a team like Liverpool. Okay, John, as always, it's great to talk to you. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. That's the great John Giles. And I know uh, many of our listeners miss John particularly uh, during the summer. Grateful to John, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food. Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.